Listener Production. Welcome to Footy Talk. We can't wait for the 2024 season and we are going through each club delving deep with the best analyst in the business. Lee Montagna has been absolutely on fire with these. And we're going to start with the Cats today, Joey. Um, missed the eight last year. Didn't do much in the trade period. I'm unsure about the Cats. I don't see them slingshotting back into September. What are you expecting from Chris Scott's men in 2024? Uh, I absolutely expect them to slingshot back into the final. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I'm falling off my chair. Yeah, I I think the Cats Cats will surprise most people and be – in the conversation at some stage this season as a as a, are they a premiership chance No again? Yeah. way. That they, would they be will. a massive story. Oh, I think that What's the feeling you've got in your bones on the Cats? Where's this come from? Well, I, I think that, well, 2022, they I won the flag. They, were... they won the flag only uh, only about easier. 14 but months ago. Oh, Joey. They've got the walking So frames. Collingwood, you said Collingwood could go back to back. They're younger than Collingwood. <laughs> this is where there's perception v reality. Yes. I still think, I think that, uh, that if they are fit and healthy, yep. this team will be in it up to their eyeballs. Wow. Their profile is still strong. They are still elite the way they move the ball and their efficiency going inside 50. Tom Hawkins has now got support with Jeremy Cameron and Ollie Henry who kicked 40-plus goals. Yeah. Their smalls are still at their peak of their powers. Myers close. Stengel's got to bounce back. He had a poor year. Atkins. If Dangerfield is fit with Guthrie in that midfield with Atkins and then you throw in Holmes and Tanner Brew and some young talent, blitz halves around, whatever he decides to do, rucking, wing, <laughs> forward, back – and their defence was their defence was their biggest issue last year. They mm. could not stop the ball getting scored when it went in their defensive fifty. Yep. But I think the Radigalera experiment didn't work at Geelong. Yep. They had continuity issues. I rate Jack Henry highly. He yep. was a star in that premiership year. He's mm-hmm. back fully fit. De Koning had a really poor year, but mm. there were reasons behind it. He was Why? banged up. He had yeah, all okay. sorts of concerns. If he's back to his 2022 best, Tom Stewart's a star. You've got Mitch Duncan across halfback. Zach Guthrie came along in leaps and bounds. Yes. Oh. They've got a strong culture. They've got the best coach in the league. They've got nine games at home. They've got a pretty soft draw as well when you look at it. I didn't see this coming, I Joey. think Geelong will be around the mark again wow. this season. Wow, that would be a big story. Joey's buying the cat stock. Guthrie's the one. Cameron Guthrie's this almost yep. a forgotten man in that midfield. He's been an A grader at times. If he can get his body right and provide a bit of a, a stable uh, presence because, yes, Dangerfield's there. I mean, trying Holmes and Brune, you know, at his first year in Geelong, I feel like they need another hard head because the talk around Bailey Smith, as I understand it, is, is real. They are very keen on the Western Bulldogs' Bailey Smith. So if they can mount a case and then get him in as a sort of a prime, what is he, 25, 26-year-old, to help take the lead from Dangerfield for that next era, I think that will be a big story to watch. But, gee, at home too because you can count on for a lot of wins at home. The new um, stadium, so they'll be, I mean, that might just add a little bit. Not that it matters. They're yeah. very hard to beat anyway. No, I, I just think it'll be a bounce back year. And the, again, just a, a history lesson. Yeah. So every year for the last nine years, yes. there's been a team from outside the eight yep. that has jumped into the top four. Yep. But eight of those nine years, the team that has done it had played finals like a year, a year or two earlier. Not oh. necessarily the year before, but, but re- really recently. It's been around the mark. It's been around the mark. It's not like it's – the only team that did it was Brisbane when they'd been down the bottom, down the bottom, and then spiked yep. in 2019, I think it was. Yep. So that fits the mould of either a Western Bulldogs or a Geelong or a Fremantle. Yep. I think Geelong tick all the boxes. With, yep. with I've heard that they are training three times as hard as they were this time last year where yeah. they had so many injuries. Yep. They were coming into a soft preseason off the back of their premiership. Yep. This is a different look. And I rate Chris Scott. I think that they'll yeah. continue to evolve their game style. And 
I think the age thing is still a bit of a furphy. The last two premiers, Collingwood and Geelong, the last two years have been the oldest teams in the competition. In fact, two of the oldest teams that we've seen win flags. Mm. The game is changing. Superstars in their 30s are still, you just, you know, got all excited about Pendles earlier. Mm-hmm. The pl- Superstars in their 30s still play at a really high level. Yep. So I'm not riding off the likes of Dangerfield and Hawkins and Mitch Duncan and Jeremy Cameron and Tom Stewart. They are still at the peak of their powers for mine. Quickly, Tom Stewart played down back? Yeah, 100%. Not in the midfield talk? No, that was just a bit of pre-season talk. How <laughs> good is Max Holmes. Or Max how good Holmes. Can he be? Uh, I want to see more. I want to see him elevate. Yep. I, I, there's been talk about him. You know, I think Dangerfield pumped him up 12 months ago. Yep. Haven't quite seen him get to that level yet. Yep. But he's that inside-outside leg speed um, player that's got another gear to go to. And lastly, Dangerfield still mid. Yeah, I'd keep him midfield. Yep. Watch their cap space. It is going to be a big story, right? Brisbane. Lost the grand final by an absolute whisper. It come down to that centre clearance, the Jordan to go uh, the go ahead uh, goal broke the hearts of the Lions. Have been around the mark for a few years, uh, Joey. Do you think that last year holds him in really good stead to learn some lessons and be right up there again? There's not a lot of weaknesses in the Brisbane Lions team. They're going to play and win a lot of games at home. I think that they should be right up there in the grand final again. A hundred percent. There's no excuses for the Brisbane. Lions. My only concern would have been, you know, five years now of finals and being around the mark. Does it has it taken its toll mentally? Um, I've been informed that no, they came back with a real, Sharp. a real sharpness about them that they want to go one better. So to hear that, and and they've all come back apparently with their their fitness and their running that there's none of that lag. So for me, they are in it right up to their eyeballs. Probably yep. the premiership favourites. I think they should be. Yep. Number of reasons. I mean, they've won 42 of their last 47 games at home. Yep. Their age profile. You know that they are still sweet right spot. in the sweet spot. Spot. Yep. You're right. They've got no weaknesses in their game. They're going to get Ashcroft back at some stage. Duda is going to add to them. Yep. Um, I'm hearing Jasper Fletcher is going to go to another level. Mm. Neil, uh, Danaher had his best year. Probably needs to back it up. That's the one for, the, for them to win it. Yep. Um, Joe Danaher needs to have another 60 goals. I think that yep. got underrated his year. Yep. Last year, 60 goals and as the second ruck. Yep. But and for me, they are in it up to their eyeballs. It was good in the grand final. Yeah, the better did. of Darcy Moore, yep. right, in that in that sort of matchup. We, we heard a lot about Billy Frampton and his role. I don't reckon we gave Joe Danaher his uh, due credit in that grand final. Jasper Fletcher, Not let's not forget Will Ashcroft. I know the knee, mm. but he is a, a Nick Dacos type. Yeah. He is an absolute yeah. A-grade midfielder coming in. The whole my, I reckon they needed to support that defence. So I reckon the, the do they pick up, albeit off another knee, uh, is a really smart addition for them. I'm with you. They're going to be hard to beat at the Gabba. I think they learned some lessons, and I think Brisbane Lions under Chris Fagan um, will be right up there again. You can lock them in for a top top four spot. Fremantle, Justin Longmuir. Luke Beveridge is under the pump. So is the coach of the Dockers. Uh, they need some early wins because they went backwards last year, Joey. Tell us why that happened. Yeah, well, I mentioned it when one of the previous um, episodes with the Adelaide Crows. Rebuilds don't always go linear. Yep. So when you look at, at Fremantle, they went seven wins, ten wins, 15 and a half wins and, yep. and won a final and then dropped back to ten wins yep. last year. As we mentioned, as we said, it's very common with teams. Yep. You know, Melbourne did it before their flags, Richmond. Yep. And they've dropped down in age. So they, they are actually coming into this season the second least experienced team in the competition wow. for games. 17th for, for experienced games. It is still green. Yep. There's a lot of young talent. They now just need to play together. They need some continuity. Mm. They need to keep their list together. Mm. Um, and whether it's this year, which may come too soon, it might not, it'll definitely be the year after. I think they spike and play finals again. I think the coaches. Fine. I think he's doing a terrific job. Yes, he, he's building it from the defence first model, a yep. bit like with Melbourne and a bit what we've seen with Carlton and some teams. So it might not look the most aesthetically pleasing. And I mm. think that 
that generates some negativity because mm-hmm. people see teams that play fast and think that mm. that's better. Collingwood. But Collingwood, you know, but Hawthorne or sexy. Adelaide, sexy. But yeah. stability behind the ball and winning contest um, is, is something that Fremantle are going to hang their hat on. I think they'll they'll rise. They'll be they'll be around the mark for the top eight this year. Home yep. games, um, a strong midfield. That's now going to be their point of difference. Where's Fife playing? Fife's back in the midfield and he's fully fit. So Fife will be um, that sort of point of difference to, mm-hmm. to Sarong and Brayshaw and Young. They've got the two elite ruckmen. Yep. Um, will that I work? Think, do you think so? The well, it worked last Darcy. year. Luke Jackson was an all Australian. Was an all Australian <laughs> squad. It yeah. worked last year. Yeah. So I'm not sure why people would still have questions about will it work. It did work last year. I just wonder whether. Jackson is the better ruckman than Darcy, um, even f- from a now perspective or going forward. I think that combination is going to be really interesting uh, to watch. I did have some concerns about some of the way the back half played last yeah. year. They did get scored. You look at the numbers, they did get scored against a little bit. Yep. I think there's some recalibration there. They're going to be able to need to score two this year. We're going to need to see some lift in their scoring profile. So Amos, who looks like an absolute beauty, has got some work to do there. But there will be a big spotlight on the Dockers. And uh, they'll need to move up the ladder. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of moving up, what about the West Coast Eagles? I've been watching. Only way some, to go, isn't it? I've been watching some Harley Reid uh, clips on my little phone, Joey. And starting who's half Harley back, Re- who's Harley? I haven't heard of Harley Reid. He's the who's Harley Reid play for? <laughs> he went number one in the draft, <laughs> and he's a rock star over there in the West already. He's back page news every second day in the West Australian playing half back. And from some of the things I've seen in their match sim already, he's going to be a force. Did you see to him be... shrug off Ruben Jinby? Yes. And Ruben Jinby's a like a, a unit. And he just threw him off him like Daniel Kerr used to throw me off when I tried to tackle Daniel Kerr. I love Jinby. This is going to be a um, an unbelievable combination, these two. But uh, I think they're still a bottom two side, aren't they? West Coast and North Melbourne. They're, yeah. the, they're the two yep. um, most struggling teams in the competition. When you watch them play, what do you want to see from West Coast? Give the Eagles fans something to hang their hats on about what – because if they're going to get lose most games, what, what, what do they need to see to go forward the uh, blue and gold? Well, I think it's just now trying to play the modern football, which they did last year. Because Adam Simpson, remember, West Coast had that distinctive style, the sort of kick, kick mark game. They weren't into the – you know, weren't as great at the winning contests and uh, ground balls as, as the, the top teams. But that sort of – it was certainly a shift last year. Yep. So I want to see at least that style because they're still going to be a number of years away. Yep. But at least the young players are training and playing the way that you want them to play yep. in three, four years whenever they're going to, to be a finals team uh, or contending again. Yep. So that's what I want to see from them. I still think, look, if Barras and McGovern play, yep. they're going to be much more competitive because those two are roadblocks, you know, at yep. the best of times. Yep. Um, it's going to be a work in progress. We understand that. Little green shoots, as uh, Brennan Bolton used to say, <laughs> and uh, and I think that that'll please some West Coast do fans. We talk in, do we talk about Oscar Allen enough? We talk about the Kings a lot. Is Oscar Allen an equivalent? Can he be an equivalent to the King yeah, boys? Yeah, absolutely he can. Now, it's going to be tough going for you know a team that might win a, only win a, f- a few games, but yeah, he, he's a star yep. and he proved himself to be that in a side that really battled. He was the shining light last year. Adam Simpson's been a big story. Was that the right call to back him in as coach? I thought until they beat the Western Bulldogs, he was going to get the lemon and sass. So I thought he was gone. And they come to Melbourne at Marvel and knock off the Bulldogs. And I know you, you say it shouldn't come down to one win, but I just wonder whether that was the tipping point for uh, his call. I know they've redone their um, whole off-field team 
new fitness crew to try and stamp out some of those injuries, although it hasn't started in great fashion with a few hamstrings. Do you feel like there was the right call to yeah, keep and, the coach? and I said that all, all last year. You Absolutely did. it you was did. because what would be the alternative was to bring a new coach in now yep. and what's this new coach going to do for three or four years? Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be rolling his sleeves up, doing all the heavy lifting and then what happens to a new coach in their third or fourth year when they've hardly won games? There's going to be pressure on that coach. Sacrificial so you might as well keep the pressure on Adam Simpson who can handle it, he can absorb it, they understand it. Get them through the real heavy lifting and then maybe if it's next year or the year after when they can start to come out the other side then you get your your coach for the long term for the next coach and that's what I think they've decided to do and and I agree with it. Port Adelaide, they were news in the off season they tried to fill some gaps they paid for Radigalia to come along from the Cats to try and stiffen that defence. I think it's a question mark Joey they got Alir Alir and they've got Sava Radigalia who Unlike sort of Ben Mackay, aren't that necessarily locked down big banana? They can play off and intercept and chip and maybe get lost at times, leave their man. I feel like it's a bit of a gamble from a recruiting perspective. Do you feel like Radagalia is that missing link for the Port Adelaide Football Club? The first thing on that is, as a club, you can only get who's available. Yeah. So everyone would want Darcy Moore in their in their full back line if you yeah. go, oh, we need a key defender. But yeah. you can only take what's available. Mm. Now, if Ben Mackay had already committed to, to Essendon, you know, Raddy Galee was available, you, you can only take what you can get. So, look, they, they have identified that as, as a big concern. Um, it's going to be a big watch how they do gel together, yeah. those two in the back line. Trying to figure out Port Adelaide and, and doing all um, all my notes, it's like, where are they? Where are they at? So when you dive a little bit deeper, so they went on that 13-game win streak last year, yeah. right? And it was amazing. Beat Melbourne. But, but yeah, but they only beat three teams that played finals. And they beat Melbourne by four points. They yeah. beat St Kilda by seven. And they beat Sydney by two points when uh, Ollie Florent you know, had mm-hmm. a touch on the line. Their other 10 wins were against teams that didn't play finals. Then in the back end of the year, they lost six of their last nine, and that's when they came up against the big boys. They played Carlton, Collingwood, mm-hmm. Adelaide, the Giants a couple of times, and Slide. Brisbane. They couldn't beat them, and it was similar to 2022 when I went back and looked. They only won three of their eight games against the top eight the year before. So does their system, which is very, very um, – it stands out. It's a front-half game. It's win clearance, play it in your front half, lock it in. Is that a system that, yep, can beat up on teams that they are better than, mm. but does it stack up? against the very best because it leaves them exposed defensively when it gets through. And that's been their concern. So that's going to be the watch for me. You're not sure they're the real McCoy. Well, they're going to be around the mark because, yeah. as I said, they're going to win a lot of home and away games. Yeah. And their midfield with with Rosie Butters and Horn Francis is going to take them a long way. So they're going to win a lot of home and away games. Mm. I think we all agree. Yeah. We are going to be watching them as a team in finals. September. Can they stand up against the big boys in September? Mm. That's what we're going to be looking for. So they'll be there. I think they'll play finals because, yeah. as I said, they'll win home and away games. But can they? Can their system and their style and their back line stand up against the very best going the other way? Extraordinary off-field. That's a great analysis, Joe. Extraordinary story off-field. Like, it's even so bizarre, it's hard to believe it's actually happened, that they've got Warren Treadway inside that board now, who's been one of the uh, biggest non-believers and, and agitators now. So it's going to be, it'd be uncomfortable there a little bit um, in some of the in the in the boardroom, clearly for Port Adelaide, I'm a big fan. Well, of what would you if you as a supporter, Would you rather a board member that's the football director that's going to be challenging and questions, or would you rather a board member that's a yes man and whatever the coach says, the, the football director goes, okay. I like, think. What would you rather? I think it's a good question. I think you want to have robust, really tough conversations, yeah. like you and I do at times. Yeah. Joey. However, you also need a unity. The unity needs mm. to be a baseline, a foundation, a relationship, a foundation. So we 
we can argue, exactly. but we still love each other. And we come back and we can still hug each other, Joey. <laughs> That's the thing where we disagree on Hawthorne's <laughs> forward system. So I think that is going to be absolutely fascinating. I'm a Ken Hinckley fan, uh, but it's going to be just a little bit of an edge to uh, what's happening They'll still be there. a watch, won't they? They'll still be a big watch. Pick one. This is one of the hardest questions in football, I think. Pick one, Joey. If you could either take Connor Rosie or Zach Butters, which one are you taking? Zach Butters. No, so was I. I thought I you'd just, say Rosie. No, I love Zach Butters. Yeah. Love him. He's a hard head. Rosie's got maybe a few love more. Love Rosie too, but Zach Butters more. A few more tricks. I really thought he'd go the other way then. Hey, uh, guess what? We've got to finish out with Hawthorne. They've been big news over the summer because you know what? I uh, saw t- I saw Sammy Mitchell at um, at the Taylor Swift uh, concert, and I just saw a little concern in his eyebrow. You know, I was there, and we're singing Blank Space and Style and New York and all these great songs, and he is just a little bit concerned because news had come out about some of their injuries, and I just want to know that they're going to be able to field a half-decent team because their depth for a young side is really going to be tested in the early part, which I think it's going to make it hard for them early in the season. But Newcomb uh, in day, still uh, blue chip is in that engine room, which is the whole foundation of this Hawthorne rebuild. Yeah, that was the shining light last year, and that's why I've mentioned a few other clubs that are, are rebuilding that you, you want to see an area of the ground where you go, I can see it. And we can see that with the Hawks midfield led by there too. Yeah, they're, they're going to be superstars day and Newcomb. But other than that, the rest of their game still got a long way to go. Yeah. Oh, I sort of haven't really bought into the hype that no. some others are going with with Hawthorne. Like, this yep. is now the fourth year of their rebuild. They yep. started in Clarko's last year, Mitchell's third year now. You said for, they'd make the finals in 2019. For me, they've still got a fair, well, they've still got a fair way mm-hmm. to go until uh, until I'm proven incorrect. Yep. I, I, they're a little bit off, but they're a work in progress. I mean, we want to see now, you know, Weddle showed some signs and Connor McDonald looks like he'd be a beauty, but yep. it's the next, you know, the next bracket. I know Granger Brass, I had him written down, but he's now injured. But, yep. you know, Butler, Cam McKenzie, Ward, Husswait, Ginevan, you know, which one of those can, can jump up to sort of support some of the youngsters. Um, Do you like the Ginevan move? Oh, I don't think it's a needle mover. Yeah. No, I think that um, I'm not sold on their forward, the, the decision with their forwards. Knicks, yeah. With the Marby Old Child, Jack Gunston and Ginevan. I know they needed support there. Yeah. Again, you can only get what's available. You yeah. can't go and ask for, you know, for Ben King into your forward line if he's not available. Yep. So – they're still going to be a, a fair bit off for me, but we love the way they play. Mitchell's going to play an exciting brand, but defensively they're still way off. They're, they're yep. still, they, they lost um, they lost nine games by nine goals or more, eight games it was, by nine goals or more. Yep. They've just got to bridge the gap between their best and worst yep. and be much more harder to play against, and then they'll continue to build and, and maybe in a, in a couple of years' times when they'll be challenging for finals. Worry about the back six a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Sicily or bust really, wasn't it? Yep. Now some injuries. Frosty. Frosty, they're going to have to go with. Bit of frostball. Um, Blake Hardwick's probably their second most reliable defender. There's talk he might play forward. He might play forward. So you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. There's still a fair bit to go with the Hawks. I think they are a bottom four team, but I think John Newcomb can become an All-Australian yep. player. What a pickup, a savvy list management move from the Hawks. Lee Montagna, you are the best in the business. You've been absolutely outstanding. We have crunched it all on every club in the competition coming into the 2024 season. Promises to be even year, there'll be some big stories and some twists and turns, and you have dropped a big one. You think the cats are going to be back. I love that. Like, subscribe, give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to hear more of in 2024. Footy Talk will be all over every bump in the road of the 2024 season. It's Jay Clark and Lee Montagna. We'll see you next time. Listener.